0: The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 85, Testing, Feedback, and Progress. Five, six, seven, eight. Hi there, and welcome to Session number 85 of the Dancepreneuring Studio. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get so excited because I get to bring you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance as they share their stories their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. This week, I get to share a conversation I had with Angela Gendel, who is the founder and CEO of Movite, based in New Zealand. And it is an incredible online platform that teachers can use to further take the curriculum, the syllabus, their lessons in a dance class beyond the dance class in order to help the student grow. So here is Angela explaining what Movite is, and then we will get to the rest of the interview. Enjoy!
1: We're aiming to create an extended learning environment for dance students. Um, And this environment is, you know, like a private interactive hub that the school creates for them. But what it means is that not only can they um, take their dance class home and and access video really easily um, that their teachers have shared from class, but they can also, the teachers can pull in content from, you know, dance resources from all over the internet. So they can pull in content from YouTube and Vimeo, and it gives the students and the teacher a chance to have a private discussion around, say, a, a public video Um, And so it really enhances that educational experience for students if teachers want to be able to provide that to them. Um, There's also the program section where students can go and purchase resources, dance conditioning resources, or even their own syllabus. So we're starting to list more and more syllabus content. Um, And there's quite neat features like if the teacher purchases um, a a syllabus or some content content, then they are able to share individual exercises from that back to their own students if the syllabus provider allows that. So we're trying to create, make it this one place that dancers can go to for all their dance needs. And it's all centralized on a a timeline, a bit like an inbox, but in a way that's quite safe and secure. So, um, content that you don't, the student doesn't upload that a teacher shares to them can't be on shared, for example, unless the teacher chooses to allow that. So, yeah, we're trying to create a, a really wonderful extended learning hub for um, students.
0: I love that this platform allows the teacher and the student to continue the lesson beyond the classroom and that further enhances their growth and the uh, assimilation of the material. And it's like continuing to get a private lesson, you know, it's, it's great. Yes,
1: totally. It's, it's quite hard in a class situation, um, as you know, to often give enough attention to every child, especially in bigger classes. So it enables um, teachers to keep keep in touch with students outside that classroom, give them the encouragement they need and, you know, the extra help if they need it or if they're a more elite student to give them, you know, the extra thing that's going to push them a bit further and really um, enhance their and accelerate their progression. Uh, So, yeah, and what's quite different about Mobility to uh, many other platforms is it enables the teacher to have that conversation with the student and the parent, whereas many other platforms, you know, social media, for example, it's mainly just the parent that the teacher's talking to. So this way they can speak directly to the student and they also get to separate their personal and professional contacts if they want to be able to do that, which a lot of teachers seem to want to do. Hi, this is Angela Gendel, CEO and founder of MoVete and former dancer with the Royal Ballet Company in London. And you are listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation.
0: Angela Gendel is a dance professional in New Zealand, another country on my many countries on my list to visit and the founder of Movite, an online tool that helps dance students improve faster and dance teachers to teach more effectively with visual feedback. So she's also combined of my favorite things dance and technology. Angela's professional credits include a master of arts degree from Auckland University. She's also danced professionally with the Royal Ballet Company in London and has done extensive rehabilitative work in the Pilates field. I am so excited to have this conversation with her and how she's created her businesses and just her background. It's very interesting. Angela, are you ready to go?
1: I am. Hi, in Hi,
0: welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Take us through the journey of creating Movite. How has being involved in Pilates and that field helped with this? Did you find a lot of commonalities? What was your process in creating this business?
1: Okay, well, the dance Pilates business had a big impact. It was really where it all started. Dance Pilates, we started about 12 years ago, and we started getting um, young dancers coming through straight away. And I I fairly quickly decided that I wanted to be able to share their assessments back to them and I wanted to be able to show them their progress with video um, and I wanted to be able to um, create an exercise database where we could use those exercises to share with them for homework. So my husband um, is a web developer and so I said to him, you know, could you create a system for us to use? Um, and we also needed a booking system as well for the studio. And so he did that and it worked really well. So that was really the start of it all. Um, and yeah, we started using it with the students and found it really useful. And so it got me thinking um, at the time that it would be quite useful for dance studios as well. Many of them had sort of similar problems to us and some of the things they wanted to solve with regards to feeding feeding back to students. And so um, I yeah, had a talk to Matt and I said, oh, look, this is great. Can we can we roll it out to Dance Studios as well? And he was like, ah, no, I think you probably need a, a bigger development team than me. <laughs> so, um, so we, yeah, so we took it from there. We went and got a, a development team and then we started developing it. So this was a, about four years ago. And then we started developing it quite slowly and we were lucky because we were able to just Test it out with um, a small number of schools and, and students and, um, yeah, get, you know, gradually improve things and iterate and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, we got to the point where we felt that there was um, demand for the product and, and a willingness to pay. And we raised some capital midway through last year, and then we've just taken things from there and have grown from there. Um, and we've got about 50 different uh, local dance schools and dance organisations on MoVT now. So, we've got um, the, the Royal Ballet, you know, Royal New Zealand Ballet Company, sorry, as well as um New Zealand School of Dance, and we have a tertiary institution and some secondary schools, uh, but mainly we have local dance schools um, using the platform.
0: I thought you brought up something really important, and that is that you tested your program out with a couple of schools initially as you were developing your product. How important do you think that is in, for someone that wants to develop either an online platform or product? Um, what did you learn through that process, and was that really helpful? I I figured it would be because then you you could tailor your program and your product to what exactly the client wants. So what was that process like?
1: Yeah, it was it was really important. It, yeah, enabled us to get feedback about what um, exactly was going to be useful and test things out without worrying about um, sort of upsetting too many people, I suppose. And. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and that's actually not quite the right word, is it? But, you know, it just enabled us to go through those, those iterations and get it right and with some, um, yeah, friendly users perhaps might be the way to say it. And also, you know, they, they gave us, you know, lots of ideas about how to change the product or, or things that we needed within it. So um, we've started with um, just the basic concept of um, easy and private and sort of safe video sharing. And then we've developed that more. So we, as well as being a sort of a learning and video sharing tool, it's um, a communication tool for dance schools or organizations. And it's also a marketplace for dance content. So it's, it's sort of grown into becoming this place where um, dancers can go for all their dance needs, all their digital dance needs, I should say.
0: What a great resource that you're providing all of that, that, like you said, the one place for dancers to go, but I think that's really important. What is your favorite and your least favorite aspects of running your business?
1: I think my least favorite would be, um, and this is really common, I think, for entrepreneurs, and, and that's just finding that balance you know, so there's um, there's always so much going on and it's really easy to get distracted with the urgent but not so important tasks and sort of, yeah, end up getting caught up with them and not make the space to do this, you know, the, think about the big, big issues. So, um, and and also, you yes. know, find space for family and all that other, <laughs> other really, really important stuff. So. I'm getting better at it, but it's, I think it's about being really disciplined with your day and your week and structuring it and yeah, as well as you can. But it's, um, yeah, it's a bit of a learning process for me. And then my most favorite would be getting feedback from the dance students themselves and the other teachers as well we get we've got a great tool that we use called intercom and it enables us to prompt the um users sort of now and then to just check on how they're going and they feed back to us and you know we get lovely feedback from them and it, and it really makes it feel like it's all worthwhile when they feedback and say oh it's really helping and i love it and you know i can yeah it's just the place i go to for um, learning my dance. Now it's really made a difference to, to my dancing and yeah, I'm enjoying my lessons more and we get all sorts of great feedback from them.
0: Oh, that's great that you're getting feedback. And it sounds like you have a very engaged community within um, your business. Now with your, with your team, how did you go about hiring your team and what's the synergy like with uh, your team members?
1: I, well, I founded it with my husband. He, We're quite a small team. So I, I guess i I just found them because I I knew the people and and, um, it just worked and they were you know people expressed interest in the project and then they came on board but um, we have a a full-time developer and then a couple of sort of contractors and then I have a few part-timers that help me as well and yeah it it works really well the team all has an interest in dance and um, is quite passionate about it so we have lots in common and We have lots of connections throughout the dance industry, which really helps with, you know, networking and that sort of thing, which is how we really got it going, you know, without those networks, we wouldn't have been able to get this off the ground, I don't think, not so easily anyway.
0: That's great, and the commonality of dance really does help. It's it really helps to work with people that are genuinely interested in the subject matter. Do you guys meet on a weekly basis? How does it work in terms of meeting together and brainstorming and that kind of thing?
1: Uh, we work at we actually work at the back of the Pilates studio, so we we do have an, we have an office, and um, yeah, so we see each other most days. So it um it works really well. The developers work offside a little bit more. But um, it's, I mean, nowadays, it's, it's easy to keep in touch and keep in contact. You yeah, know, it's, it's, a, it's a great team environment.
0: Now, let's go back to your dance career and dancing with uh, the Royal Ballet Company in London. And then I know that you got injured severely. And so that sparked your interest, obviously, with rehab and with Pilates and that sort of thing. What would you advise dancers to do now to take care of themselves so that they can prevent injuries? What are some things that you think most dancers are not thinking about? I've run into dancers who think that they're invincible, like they'll never get injured or like nothing will happen to them. And that's, you know, it's kind of a, I don't know, you definitely want to push your body, but at the same time, you want to be wise. What would you want to say about that?
1: Well, there's a few things that I wish I'd understood better as a dancer, and um, that probably the first thing I would um, say is that you need to train yourself to be stronger than the performance load that you put yourself under. So overuse and chronic injuries are by far the most common injury in dancers, and uh, yeah, they occur because the tissues can't cope with the loading that they're under. So I think if dancers can gradually and steadily increase their loading tolerance, this, this is going to really help. And it's, it seems obvious, but it's really it's really quite fundamental. But you need to get to a point where you can cope with the higher loadings of a performance situation. So you know, just doing the same class over and over again is not going to really get you there. You need to do supplemental conditioning. It needs to be quite structured and organized. So um, that's the first thing I suggest. Uh, secondly, it would be to focus on developing the correct movement patterns and work out how to move efficiently. So... Um, it, it not only creates a much better aesthetic; it's, it's safer and it decreases your loadings on your tissues. So, there was a study done a few years ago um, that I came across, and it was um, on—I think it was looking at professional dancers and non-professional dancers doing a développé or rond de and they found that the forces created by uh, professional dancers were, you know, significantly lower than the than the ones by the non-professional dancers. You're know, suggesting they actually need less effort and less force. To be able to do the um, movement because they do it more efficiently. So, and I, you know, techniques like Pilates really, really help that you know development of those correct movement patterns, and that that's uh, help is often available now. So, I would definitely tap into that as a young dancer. And then, lastly, I think it, it would be to think about yourself as a whole person and not just focus on on the dancer. You know, the dancer that you're you're trying to train. So there was a great quote by um, Deborah Bull, who was a former dancer in the Royal Ballet Company, and she sort of made the comment that young dancers are training at a really vulnerable time in their lives. So we need to make sure that we train the person and not just the dancer. And so for for me, this means um, making them understand the why and how of what they're doing, which gives them the tools to direct their own learning, of course, but um, also to consider the other non-technical aspects, you know, like the psychological and the practical aspects of being a dancer. And I think it gets missed a bit in dancing. I think, you know, young elite athletes, they have their four key training areas that they focus on. They have the, the technical, the psychological, the physiological and the tactical. And they all seems equally important. But for, for dancers and young dancers in particular, I think we tend to focus just on the technical aspects of learning the steps. And you know, teachers are starting to recognise the importance of training and conditioning. Um, although I think this needs more weighting within a studio environment, but um, but nutrition and hygiene, uh, sleep hygiene, sorry, and hydration and that sort of thing are, are, are a little relatively a bit neglected, I think. Um, and psychological and tactical, practical aspects like, you know, performance anxiety and emotional stamina and audition tactics and stagecraft and makeup and grooming and even organizational skills. They don't really get a look and, you know, and it's often the, the child and the parent are just left to figure that out by themselves. And I think um, in the past for teachers, it's been really, you know, they haven't been able to include all this sort of stuff in the training that they provide. But nowadays, with the opportunities that a digital environment provides, um, there is that possibly, possibility now to quite sort of easily and efficiently can get this information out to students and parents. So I think if I was a student, I would try and balance that a little bit better, you know, the balance the, per, you know, training the whole person. And and, you know, at the end of the day, a strong, happy, informed, um, well-rested, sort of confident young dancers is going to be less likely to be injured. Yeah, so that's my advice to um, young dancers. <laughs> it's quite long
0: It's, you know, that's great advice, I think, all around, Angela, because I, I loved what you said about training. The whole person, and not just the dancer. And what resonated with me too is when you said about um, that study you found, which if you have the link, I would love to link that in the show notes about comparing um, a technical step of the rond de jambe or développé with a professional dancer and a non professional dancer, and that it took less and the you know the effort. And um, I've had uh, a jazz teacher tell me that <laughs> he's just quite a bit as I've gotten back into dancing. You need to not try so hard, and you you know use effort and energy where you're supposed to. But there are times when you don't need to put that much energy into it, and so I think that's a it's a balance it's a something it's something that that I've had to learn with cross training which I know is' it's critical especially now for me i I never really cross trained when I was dancing when I was younger and as an older adult, I am reaping the benefits of cross training and uh, it's helped me immensely so I totally believe in that and I love that you talked about that so thank you so much for sharing all that that was all very. Very important for not for the only for the young dancer, but also for the you know the older adult dancer. So thank you.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. It's about being smart, isn't it? About the way you move, the way yes, yeah,
0: yes, absolutely. So we're going to go into the dance printering quick step. I have three quick questions, and you just have to tell me what comes to mind quickly. Okay.
1: Sure.
0: Okay. (laughs) Dance style that you haven't tried but would like to, and why?
1: I think tap. As a child. I used to go to dance competitions, and um, I used to find tap quite noisy, actually, and, <laughs> it did, and not particularly appealing. But um, the tap that's been done nowadays—it just looks amazing. They're, they're so skilled, and it looks so much fun. And they, you know, fusing it with the hip hop and all sorts of other dance forms, and it just looks super cool. And yeah, I would like to give that a go.
0: Favorite dancer or choreographer, and why? Okay, this is really hard. I. Um, <laughs> that's what everybody says, hard. they're like, it's so hard to pick one, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think I was fortunate to be in the Royal Ballet at the same time as Viviana Durante, Darcy Bustle, and Sylvie Guillem, and they were all absolutely amazing and inspiring, and they set the bar so high, I just, yeah, they, they, they all really inspired me, so I, I couldn't really pick one, but as far as dancers cu- currently dancing, I would I would choose a young dancer called Hannah O'Neill. I'm a little bit biased. I taught Hannah for a few years at the Bloody Studio. And she's, so she's a New Zealand dancer, and she's um, just been promoted to principal of the Paris Opera Ballet.
0: Oh, wow. And she's
1: only, only 24, and she has the most wonderful stage presence. She's just stunning, and she's definitely a dancer to watch out for, I think.
0: Oh, awesome. I'll have to check her out, too. Dance style that currently describes your day and why?
1: Okay, I think probably the Lindy Hop, because um, <laughs> just because my my days is, they're quite they're quite sort of frenetic and fast paced, but they do have some structure. And you know, I'm working my own at times, but I also work together in partnerships. And um, you know, sometimes there's a bit of pushing and pulling and counterbalancing and the odd upside down flip, but I always managed to land on my feet so far, which is good. But yeah, and um, there's also a few Lindys in my life. Um, my sister is a Lindy and a good friend of mine. I have a sister-in-law who's Mindy, so uh, I think the Lindy Hop seems sort of apt,
0: yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's a great analogy. I haven't had anybody say Lindy Hop yet, so that's cool <laughs> that you oh, Good you <laughs> said that. If people want to connect with you and they want to find out more about Movite, where do they go?
1: Okay, our website is Movite.com. So that's M-O-V-I-T-A-E. So the the name actually comes from um, Curriculum Vitae. Instead, it's a Movement Vitae. So the idea is sort of your movement life. Yeah, we have, our Facebook page is, and our Twitter is MoVitae as well. And Instagram is MoVitae.dance.
0: Great. Awesome. I can't wait to link all this information in the show notes. And Angela, it has been such a pleasure to have this conversation and thank you so much for your time and your expertise. And I'm excited to see where your company goes. It's such a great platform and so needed, especially with what we have available, you know, in the digital age, we might as well take advantage of it. And um, it it's helping dancers, it's helping teachers, and, and it's all about improving and uh, growing and like you said, developing the whole person, not just the dancer. So thank you so much.
1: No problem. Thank you very much.
0: it's surreal that in a week, I will be at the Mid Atlantic podcast conference speaking. And you might have heard me say this before. It's not my goal to be a speaker, but it is my goal to get out of my comfort zone continually. And this is definitely out of my comfort zone, which is why I'm doing it. So (laughs) I'm sure I'll have lots to tell you about in a future session. And I'm just thankful that I get to meet some influential podcasters and I get to learn and visit a part of the country that I've never been to before. And I'm just excited and thrilled and grateful as you can tell. And if you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would really appreciate a rating a review and for you to subscribe on either iTunes or Stitcher radio. And that way I can continue improving the podcast, as well as give you a shout out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon.
1: Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.